another episode of Glowing Weak Point, the show where I'm sick and Wombat's tired. Uh, speaking of Hi. Wombat, he's my co-host. Uh, how's it going, hey. Wombat? I'm okay. I'm tired. It's spring break. I've been going to bed at like four or six in the morning, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I'll just be on RuneScape and then my friends will come in and they'll be like, hey, do you want to raid? And I'll be like, sure, I can raid. And that'll be at like midnight and then it'll suddenly be fucking five in the morning. Yeah. Because I don't have to pay attention to the time because I don't have school the next day. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) We're recording earlier than we usually do, too. Yeah. Yeah. The the schedule has become a little fucky this week. It has. Honestly, the schedule has become a little fucky In general. Yeah. It's... it's (laughs) Stopped being nice. It's it used yeah. to be just a straightforward, you know, Mondays we do it. And now it's like well, we can't do it Monday half the time, so we'll push it to Thursday and I can't and do then Thursday. You were like, I don't want to push it all yeah. the way to Thursday, so let's do yeah. Wednesday and I'm like, Well, I, I guess I can do that because I'm not in school this week. Yeah. But if that hadn't been the case, I don't know what we would have done. I don't know. <laughs> I guess done it really here late are. on Monday. Man, listen to us. <laughs> We're really putting on a good show for these people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doing great. Yeah. Hey, Wombat, what's your glowing weak point? Fuck you. My glowing weak point... I don't have one. Okay. You've done this a million times. You know that's not going to fly. I legit do not have one. I I don't. You're on spring break, and you don't have anything you can pull out of your ass to be a glowing weak point. Dude, all I've been doing is playing RuneScape and watching movies, and we're about to talk about games. But we're not about to talk about watching movies so which one of the movies was your favorite and say that's your glowing weak point fucker okay. <laughs> what have I even watched recently I don't know you're supposed to tell me that's the point of this either. thing I like when you get mad John it makes me feel like you're alive <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I can I can do a quick search because I've been watching everything on Amazon Prime, right? I've been watching everything on Prime, so let's go see let's go see what my my list is on Prime. I don't know how to get to Prime on my gosh computer. Listen, this is good content. This is terrible content. <laughs> Oh, you're the worst. I am. I am. I don't listen, you're the one making me do this. Oh, oh, you know what? You know, I watched Mission Impossible's 3 and 4. Okay. Is 3 the one where they shoot the thing into the eyeball that like makes their brains explode? N- not into the eyeball, but yes, the, the okay. thing that uh Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was awesome. It's, it was awesome. It's, it's a good one, yeah. Now, it's exactly the same movie as Mission Impossible 1. Yeah. It, it's it's the same story, like, beat for beat. 
entirely. But well, there's it's not, still awesome. There's not a uh, really disgustingly accurate uh, elevator death. <laughs> yeah, and and there's not the ten minute sequence of Tom Cruise hovering above a a, a thing in like the FBI. Yeah, but he um, does run. But he does run. He runs like five miles in real time near the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> it's it's great. Um I did like I did like four more. I, I felt like four was more Mission Impossible Three is just like a, a straightforward action movie and Mission Impossible Four is more like an actual spy thing. What's the the gimmick in four? Is that the one where he breaks his toe? No. Uh, the the gimmick in 4? There's not really a gimmick. Um, Simon Pegg is still in it from, from Mission Impossible 3, and now uh, Jeremy Renner is there. Oh, this is the one where they were getting Jeremy Renner built up to take over for Tom Cruise, but then... Yeah, uh, in they, case they he re- wanted to leave. They they realized that Jeremy Renner sucks at everything that he's ever tried to do, and that nobody can replace Tom Cruise, so they left him in. Well, I think it's more that Tom Cruise just realized he didn't want to leave, so he, he stayed... No, I, I think and, Tom and Cruise looked at Jeremy, Jeremy Renner and said, was like, nah, nah. <laughs> nah. I mean, that's possible. I, I don't have insight into into Tom Cruise's mind. The mind of a Scientologist, but it's possible. Uh, the best thing about, about Mission Impossible 4 is that the gadgets all do not work. Every single gadget is either extremely situational and, and, and thus, like, like, prone to, uh, to accident if anything outside of what's expected happens or is just bad and stops working like when his fucking uh adhesive gloves s- malfunction while he's halfway up the uh, tallest tower in the world huh yeah which apparently Tom Cruise actually did he actually clung onto the side of the uh the Burj Khalifa in in Dubai it's pretty impressive. It is. So, so that's it, that's the gimmick for this one is he climbed the Burj Khalifa. Yes, that that's the big set piece of this movie. Yeah, because because he there's always a a gimmick that they do. There, there's always one big set action set piece. Yeah. Like in the first movie, it was that ten minute sequence of him hovering over the thing. Yeah, um, which is, I didn't watch too. I, I I heard two was bad, so I skipped two. Yeah, two kind of um, sucks. Like it's um, it's Mission not Impossible bad; 3, it's just the, not good. Yeah, uh, three. The big thing was he he jumped from one tower onto a, another, and, and like it was it, it was down like forty feet and across like forty feet. It it was it was rough. Yeah. It wasn't as cool as the other two, like in in one and four. I will I will say. Um, I'm sure it's very impressive as a stunt, but it, it doesn't come across film that well. Yeah, yeah. So it's the sixth film that he breaks his leg, um, 
Uh, yeah, he snaps his ankle while jumping from one building to another. Ooh. Like, in real life, he did that? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Which I is... feel like I just found out Aragorn broke his toe while kicking <laughs> the helmet for the first time. <laughs> 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 Uh, which is the one where he, uh, holds onto the outside of a plane? I don't know. Yeah. I've only seen one, three, and four at this point. Okay. I haven't seen him hold onto the outside of a plane yet. I haven't... I, I don't know that I've seen four and beyond. But yeah, those were good. What's okay. your glowing weak point, John? We, we managed to get through mine. <laughs> Uh, I, I went to a snake, uh, expo, a reptile expo. A snake expo. Yeah. Um, and I walked around and saw all the, the pretty snakes and apparently. Did they have cobras? They did not have cobras. Lame. Uh, mostly what they had were, uh, ball pythons. Um, Apparently, the best snake have. for owning uh-huh. is a corn snake. It's okay. the easiest. It's also uh, the friendliest. Um, it's the most active. It's the best snake to own. And Georgia I've is the heard of one snake. state that it is illegal to own a corn snake in. Cool. Why? <laughs> uh, they're native to Georgia, and they don't want people just going out and grabbing snakes. And fair enough. But they're also native to like a dozen other states, and all of those states either don't have any laws against it, or they you have to have like red eye snakes because all the ones that are wild pretty much are are black eyed snakes. And they don't think that, one, they don't think the red-eyed snakes would survive as well out in the wild. Uh, so there's not a worry of them, like, overpopulation. Uh, and uh, two, it's kind of proof that you didn't just go out and find a random snake and stick it in a box. Right. But I'm pissed, because I won't want yeah, I mean, it's a bummer, but, like, I, I understand where they're coming from. It's not one of those laws where it's just like, what the fuck, why? Like, yeah. It, it makes sense when it's explained. Yeah. Georgia has some needlessly uh, restrictive um, pet laws. I'm um, sure. It's It's kind of ridiculous. Um, alright, well, that's Glowing Weak Points. That Glowing Weak Point turned into a bummer. It, it, it did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. Well. John, what did you play this week? I played, um, a lot of idle scaling. Okay. This is the, uh, the tie-in older game for uh, Legends of Eidolon. Yeah. And, uh... I played a lot. 
a lot of idle skilling. Okay. A lot. And by played, by played, do you mean actively or just like you set your thing to it and you were you were checking in every five hours? No, I actively played it a lot. I don't understand. <laughs> so, um. There's it's an this, idle game. There's there's this new skill area called the realm, and uh, it's it's a slow grind through these afterlives where basically you summon minions and the minions do damage over time to a boss, and then once you kill the boss, you pick a buff, and then you move on to the next one, and it's the same thing. Um, and you keep your minions, uh, through it. And it's, it's been real slow playing that. I, I've, I've been doing the realm for, you know, a month or so now. And I finally got to a point where I got really far and I was like, you know what? All of the, uh, the things on the, the, uh, the guide for this game say, like, you should probably reset as soon as possible. So, you know, I've been pushing it off because I don't want to have to, like, re-summon all my minions and stuff. And But okay, I'll do it. So I reset. Right. And then uh, that allows me to get some, like, permanent buffs to, to all my uh, minions and all the, the facets of the realm. And then I went from uh, getting, like, uh, platinum coins, where it's like you get gold coins and then you get like, well, you get like copper and then silver and then gold and then platinum to getting, uh, like, I went from getting like coins enough to get up to platinum to just getting platinum coins. <laughs> like, like, it was not like I can work up to that. It's just that's what I'm earning every second now. Right. And then I, I, you know, I blew through all the afterlifes and, uh, then I was like, well, fuck it. I'll reset again. Uh, so I did it again. And then I, like, I did that two or three times to the point where I started just making, like, actual, like, the number Google money uh-huh. every second. <laughs> okay. That sounds like too much. <coughs> I feel like their uh their scaling is a little off. Well, it's, you know, it's exponential. <sighs> is the the growth of the character is exponential. Um so Right. Uh then I started buying they there are these buffs that give you buffs for um, both the realm and also, like, the rest of the game. Um, so, one of the things was, like, get money, uh, it, like, increases the amount of money you get in the rest of the game, based off of how good you do in the realm. So, uh, I, I was, I was getting, you know, like, I, I think I had gotten up to a quadrillion coins, um, uh, in in the the normal game, like I had I had ground okay. my way up to there. I got this thing. I went back to my uh, <clears throat> my game, and my <clears throat> my money had turned green. 
<laughs> because after a um, quintillion? No. Uh, uh, a sextillion. After you get through a thousand sextillion, it changes your coins to green and it goes back to one. Um... And you, you still, it's it's just a, they don't want to put that many extra um, letters after it. So, it's just, that that's their easy way of, of showing that. And, uh, so... I'm I, hearing these giant numbers and my brain is just turning. Yeah, well, that's that's what happened to me, too. Is I, I was, like, I, I did this <laughs> and then I was like, I have money now, I think. I'm not sure. I think. <laughs> um, and like once a number gets so big, like it just means nothing. Like, yeah, just stop. Yeah, and and so I I went back and I played a little bit more of Realm, and I you know I I get, did it where you know there's things that make it so that the rest of the game I do more damage, and I did more of the money one, and uh, there's a thing where like. Once I go to one of these screens, and it normally is like, you've been away for 30 minutes, and then it gives you all the things that you would have gotten in that 30 minutes. <clears throat> you know, the idle thing. Uh, I did mm-hmm. it so that sometimes now, there, I think I have about a 70% chance uh, right now, when I go to a screen, it'll double the time. So it's like, you were away for 30 minutes, and you were away for 30 minutes again. Which is really nice! Um, and another buff I got was, like, when anything levels up, there's a chance for it to just chain to other skills. So, like, if I level up fishing, it can level up my strength and health and, uh, mining as well. It, it, it can just chain to all of these, and it can chain to itself repeatedly. So... I think I've got it at, like, an 80% chance of chaining right now. So every time I gain a level, I actually gain, like, 20 to 30 levels between all of my uh, skills. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Which, yeah, it was it's cool, because, like, I, I had gotten up to, like, level 150 of some of these things, and then uh, now I've got level 1,000 in some of them. Um, also, uh, <clears throat> after a few rounds of that, my, uh, green money turned into orange money and now is blue money. Uh, <laughs> I, I have absurd amounts of money now. And I don't uh, <laughs> know what that could even mean. How many zeros would be at the end of the I, blue? Yeah, no, I have no idea. I, I was hoping that, like, somebody had done the math to figure out, um... But you're the only one playing this game. No! No, there are (laughs) other people playing the game. Uh, So you say. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Probably there are other people playing, or probably you're the only one? uh, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, nobody else. Nobody has done the math, and if there if there were even five people playing this game, somebody would have done the math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, then I decided that it was time. I was going to ascend. 
um, which allows... To a higher plane of existence? Yeah, it gives me ascension points, which I can spend on, on things, but it resets all my skills. Uh, so I reset all my skills and then instantly had all my levels back due to the chaining and the sheer amount of money I have, which I can put into all the, uh, uh, the skillers that are, you know, the, the leveling it up. It didn't even stop being blue, did it? No, it, it didn't. It didn't. It, <laughs> and, and, and here's the sad part is, uh, I lose, uh, 70% of my money and it didn't stop being blue. <laughs> Oh, <coughs> what? Yeah. Uh, right now, I have 260 quadrillion blue coins. So, yeah. How many zeros is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Man, the rich get richer. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> they absolutely do. <clears throat> But yeah, um, really just, and, and, and because I, because I ascended, it opened up the farming and pets, um, uh, portion of the game, so I've been playing that, breeding some new pets, and growing new crops, and making potions, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fun Stardew Valley shit. Yeah. Man, lots of dank weed. Oh yeah. Yeah, got 164 dank million weed. dank weed. Oh. God, you could get so <laughs> high off of that. Could, yeah. God, you could just stay high forever. It could. Just hotbox your house <laughs> for eternity. For eternity. Gosh. Yeah, so uh that that's that's mostly what I have played. Tell me about yourself. What have you been playing? Okay. Which game do you want to talk about? You you have the list in front of you. Um uh Final Fantasy 12 cuz it's the one you mouse. Okay. Oh, I, I that's just where I was clicked. Yeah, I know. Um So Final Fantasy 12 is such a cool but weird game. Okay. Like I think I've I think I've glossed over it in the past before, but it's unlike most Final Fantasy games where the focus is very definitely on the party and the characters growing and shit, right? Yeah. Final Fantasy XII is very much not that. Um, there are maybe two or three characters that go through any growth throughout the course of the game. Some of the playable characters have fewer lines than supporting villains. Um, <laughs> like, legit. But why? But because the entire focus is on the world. It's not even so much the plot, but the, I mean, the plot is very, like, Shakespearean in tone and very good. But it, it's it's so based around building the world in in like little ways and, okay. and as a result as as a result like the the characters don't get much time to shine um but, but what you what, what you have is this like deeply 
like, like rooted in history story. Like, like, like the gods are toying with humanity and, and everything is predestined and the villains want to make things not predestined, but the way they're going about it is by committing genocide. Yeah, it's and so, kind of an issue. Yeah. And so the, the issue, the, the, the main thing the party does throughout the, the story is they walk from the bottom of the map to the top of the map. And, and the, the one thing that is happening during that portion of the game that I just finished, and it takes up like a good, a quarter or a third of the game with very little cutscenes along the way. But what you're, what is happening is the not main character, who is the actual main character, Ash, um, she is going to commit genocide against the villains. And she needs a a, a a magic rock in order to do it, right? Yeah. And she's going to steal the magic rock from the villains who are planning to use the magic rock to genocide her people. Okay. And and then you walk back down to the bottom of the map. You don't actually have to walk the whole way. You can teleport like most of the way at that point. Okay. But. But you, you go back to the bottom of the map it, it, even further and you talk to the gods themselves and then Ash decides that she's not going to commit genocide. And that is the plot of Final Fantasy XII. That is, that is it. After she decides not to commit genocide, it's just wrapping shit up. It, uh. In fact... Most of the gameplay is not even on the main path of the story. Like, you miss out on 80% of the game if you do, don't do the side quests, like the hunting marks and shit. Yeah. Like, you, you miss out on entire areas of the game if you don't do that. Now. Also... I was under the impression that the PS4 version of the game w was different in from the PS2 version in that there were job classes, right? Yes. And that's true. Okay. But it is it's not just that. So <laughs> when I reached when I reached a city called the Port of Balfenheim, I am I am intimately familiar with the PS2 version of the game and I was like fuck Yes, dude, I can buy Protectga, I can buy Shelga, I can buy Hastega. No. <laughs> no. I can't. Because you know what they did? What did they do? They took those they took those spells and they put them in chests in <laughs> in optional areas of the game. Aww. And in fact, the only the only one I had access to was Protectga because I have to continue the story to reach Shelga and Hastega. Mm. Like they they are completely cut off from me. <laughs> That's annoying. And so I walked through an optional area of the game, considered like the hardest area of the game, 
Um, definitely like 15 levels too low to be in there. <laughs> Just so you could get this thing. Just so I could get Protectica. Yeah. It was worth it. It was worth <laughs> it. <laughs> it's Ugh. too good of a spell, dude. Because <laughs> otherwise, otherwise your your person who can cast Protect is doing it to all three of your party members. And then when it wears off, they're doing it to all three of your party members again. Mm-hmm. And Protectica is, it's just on everybody. There we go. Yes. One and done. Let's do it. Uh, I'm having fun with it, is what I'm saying. That's good. And there's there's a lot to think about with the game. I, I really enjoy how much effort was put into it to make it feel like a, a living, breathing place. Okay. Even if it was at the expense of the main characters. Yeah. Alright. Um, moving on to the next one. Uh, it's a new season and a new expansion for Destiny 2. Oh, hell yeah. I played it like a week after it came out. <laughs> okay. Gotta love retail, because uh didn't have time. Uh, then uh, we just started our third week uh, of of the, the season, and uh, I finished the campaign last night. Because, again, you gotta love retail. Um, yeah. I could have done it before, but I would have left Kristen behind. Uh, we tend to play the campaign together. Um, right. Uh, it was, it was tough, uh, this time. There, like, I, I, I think it was in many ways harder than the last one. Um, but, that's because they've decided to make everything in the game harder, but not more rewarding. There, There's a big discussion about it right now, because they've done the worst thing possible. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't make it more difficult, but not, you know, more, not... What did they like, do? Like, all the... So normally you can you can level yourself up to the point where you're at the same level or higher than enemies and then it you know you 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 do more damage you don't take more damage etc. Right. They have locked fully two thirds of the game uh, to being twenty to thirty levels higher than you. Um. <laughs> no matter uh... how much you level. They're locked at 20 to 30 levels higher than you. That doesn't seem right. No. No, it's kind of fucking bullshit. Um, yeah. So are people rioting? Yeah, like, like, (laughs) definitely full-on rioting. Um, which, uh, it's right for them to do. Yeah. Because, uh, that's bullshit. Um, I support a good riot. And and it's it's especially bullshit because it's, like, I understand make things harder because there are people that like harder content, but also give us something for it. Because right. they they didn't, like, it's, it's the same content, you get the same, you know, <clears throat> the things you could do previously 
and just rush through them, uh, you now can't, but you don't get anything more for them. And right. this is especially now bad. Now you just miss half your shots for no reason. Yeah. Now, this is especially bad considering it wasn't exactly throwing stuff at you before. It's not right. like like uh, you were getting too much for this and it was too easy, so we're we're getting it. Like it was like you got <clears throat> you got a instant dismantle weapon and uh, maybe some money, like like a little bit. Destiny of Destiny Two is not Diablo, is what you're saying. Correct, right? <laughs> but it it should be considering it is a looter shooter. Right. It it this should be like. Uh, Borderlands, where you finish anything and you get, just from completing the thing, like, four equipments. They might be bad, but you get to pick between four equipments. And that's not counting the part where, because you did the thing, all the people that you killed throughout them, like, every second enemy dropped an equipment. (laughs) Borderlands knew how to give you stuff. Destiny 2 has forgotten how to give you stuff. Um, and, and now they've made it harder to get anything. And and now they've made it harder to do the things to get the stuff that you can't really... That, that they don't actually give you and that you don't want once you get them. Um, Sounds like a shit game, bro. Right now it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I can agree. Right now it's kind of a shit game. Uh, and there's... Every Thursday, they uh, do a, like a This Week at Bungie uh, newsletter where they talk about the state of the game and what's what's coming up and what they're changing and stuff. And uh, the first one, they completely ignored it. The second one was like there was a raid race coming, so they, they didn't, you know, they, they focused on that. So... That's all done now. Um, and Oh yeah, focus on that instead of the one thing your entire player base is complaining yeah. about. And it's it's been two weeks now, so uh, <coughs> uh, they and they haven't to- talked about it. And uh, more than that, it hasn't like people haven't stopped talking about it. Like sometimes, right. like a new season will drop and everyone will bitch and moan about something and then like three weeks in they'll be like no whatever and they'll move on but this is an ongoing but this is an ongoing discussion and complaint and yeah so i'm really interesting that they're choosing to ignore it yeah really hoping that uh tomorrow thursday uh they'll uh finally mention how they're going to fix their fucking game (laughs) <laughs> uh, on the other hand, uh, they introduced a new um, subclass, uh, a new uh, type of uh, subclass to use, uh, which is Strand, and it has a grapple system, grappling hook, that grapples... We like grappling hooks. <clears throat> it, it can grapple onto enemies... It can grapple onto allies. It can even grapple onto, like, rockets. Like, you can shoot a rocket, and if you're fast enough, you can grapple onto it and have it drag you at high speeds across a map. Which is fucking incredible. (laughs) 
Um, and, uh, but, but more than that, you can also just grapple onto midair. Like it, it'll, it'll go as far as it can. And then if it doesn't hit an enemy or, uh, an object or something, then it'll just create a grapple point in midair for you to, uh, grapple onto. So you can just climb nothing, which it, that, that is like the best possible way you can do a grapple. Because most games that have grapples are like, here, this is a special hook that you can see in the game, and you can only grapple onto these hooks. And that yeah, sucks. Uh, <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise does the same thing. Uh, I, I couldn't get very into the game because I didn't like the grapple hook very much. I didn't know how to use it well. Yeah. But you can just use the grapple anywhere, and you instantly fly into the sky. Okay, like, that's good. Yeah. That that is the appropriate way of doing it in games. <laughs> yeah. It's not realistic, but we're playing video games. Right. Nothing is realistic. Yeah. I'm fighting a big dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a, with a staff that shoots insects. Like, come on. Yeah. Fuck off. We want <laughs> we want fun. Right. Um Yeah. So, <coughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. I, I like the grapple. I, I like the new subclass. Um, it, it's, it's a fun game, except they're treating us poorly right now. So I hope they fix that soon. Right. Tell me about RuneScape. Okay. I'll make this one pretty quick. I've been... I've been mostly doing um, PVM shit, player versus monster, um, and and specifically, there's this raid in the game called Tombs of a Masket, and uh, in it you fight you fight four bosses with puzzle rooms before each one, and then you fight one big duo boss right at the end. Okay. And I'm not very good at it, but I have. A lot of fun doing it. <laughs> okay, I mean that's what's the only that's what's important. Yeah the the only issue that I'm having is that I'm just not lucky at it, and so the payout is never like what I spent. Gotcha. Doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So so it can be a bummer. It can be a bummer doing it. But my friends are always like, "Hey, do you want to run TOA?" And I'm like. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. And then I'm up until six in the morning doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Um, I'm getting better at it. I I, I will say I I am getting better. I don't usually, uh, for the longest time, there are four phases to uh, the last boss called Wardens. Yeah. Um, And phase two is by far the hardest part of the entire fight. Until phase four, which is just like, let's throw shit at you and hope you survive. Yeah. Um, and, and I died on phase two, like, so much, so many times. Every time I would die at phase two. I almost never die at phase two anymore. It's, okay. It's well, real good. good. Yeah. I'm feeling good. And and the other day I was running it with two of my friends who were, like, max-leveled players. And they both died at the the crocodile boss when it had a third of its health left and I had to solo it 
the entire way with a shitty dragon crossbow. And you know what, John? <laughs> yeah. I did it. Nice. <laughs> I did it with the fucking dragon crossbow. Nice. I did it. <laughs> um Oh, and last night I I finally got a a kill at a thing called Corrupted Gauntlet. So it, it's a thing where you go in without any um any equipment or anything. You just have your levels. Yeah. And you put together, you run around the area, you put together gear, you get some food, and then you fight a boss with what you've got. And Corrupted Gauntlet is a harder version of a thing called just called the Gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, instead of having like 750 health, the boss has 1,000 health. Um, and he hits harder. Uh, and I did it once. I did it once. I've done it once. Last night, I did it. Okay. And I cannot, I cannot replicate it. I was trying, I, I tried like f- six more times last night. I tried like four or five times before we started recording recording today. And I just, I cannot replicate it. And it, it I can't even say that it's the prep anymore. Because I, I always get the the gear that I'm looking for. Sometimes I don't get all the food, but I get some food, but I get all the gear that I'm looking for, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just the boss. I'm, I'm bad at the boss. <laughs> so, that's what I'm learning now. I'm learning how to do that boss. <laughs> and that's my RuneScape. Okay. If I can consistently kill that boss, then I am better at the game than I ever was before. That's good. Like across the board, like the, it, being yeah. good at him would help me be good at everything else. Well, I'm going to touch on Legends of Eidolon, uh, and okay. then, then we'll go into the other stuff. Um, uh, I unlocked a new area, uh, which has made it much more idle for me, uh, because, uh. Because I'm playing more idle skilling and working more and stuff, I don't have as much time to play on this idle game. So, uh, this new area has a thing where it's fully idle. Uh, you, you don't interact with the characters at all. You shove them into a tube and they automatically generate, uh, resources via, uh, working in a lab mainframe. Yeah, you, okay. you, you basically upload them to the cloud, and then they do stuff. So <laughs> I, I basically shoved all my characters in there uh, to just have fun while I'm doing other stuff. That's done. That's it. Um, then, because uh, you had this stupid idea to play this backlog stuff, um, I played Ultima Four: Quest of the Avatar, which is like... The crossroads between old school adventure games and Final Fantasy. Like, it came right. out well before Final Fantasy, I'm pretty sure. But, like, it's top down. It's not, like, contemporaneous. Like, it's pretty old, yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's pretty fucking old. Um. 1985. So yeah, two years before Final Fantasy One. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's. 
it's 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 got a top down map. You can use the arrow keys to move around. It's you know it's it's you know random battles. So, sounds right. sounds very Final Fantasy esque. Uh, like there's there's towns on the world map, and then once you go to them, it opens up another map where you go around inside the town. It's very very similar. Um, except uh, anytime you interact with the world, you have to say like, you have to type out like, fight, uh, talk, uh, <laughs> ask blah. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's like. Uh, Zork meets Final Fantasy, um, and and it's not a very good game. Uh, I could, I, I probably won't ever play this again unless I start streaming again. I could see really enjoying playing this game with someone on a stream, right? Like that, I could absolutely see doing that. But just solo play? No. <laughs> no. Not your not your cup of tea. No one's gonna be solo playing this game. I'm sure there are people. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I can talk about mine real quick. I'll be honest. I didn't get far into it. Uh, oh, the the awakening. Um, it's, it shouldn't be on Switch. <laughs> they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have released a physical version of this on Switch. Cause you know what this is? This is, it's like Age of Empires or some shit like that it, with a, with a grid. Okay. So you put, you, you have a base and then you put together parties of, of your people and then you go explore around, and then you go back to base, and you put your shit up, and you heal up from your wounds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the that's the whole game. The movement is shit, though, because it's on Switch. <laughs> you don't play these kinds of games on Switch. No. It's, it's, I, I couldn't. And also, it's just another one. It's, it's just another one, you know? Yeah. There's a billion of these games in the world and I've never cared for any of them. I don't know why I bought this game. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Huh. Well, I tried to find a good one for you, but I, I guess I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, oh, and, and at the start of the game, you get to choose like which god you are. Because you're a god, and then you're, like, controlling your people as avatars, right? Yeah. But for whatever dumb fuck reason, they decided to gate most of the gods behind playing as one of the first two. I hate that shit. Yeah. In, in a single-player game like this, like, why, why don't I get to play with... Clearly, what you think are the more fun gods. I assume that's why they're locked behind bullshit. It's because they're more interesting. Yeah. So why don't I get to experience the interesting shit out of the gate? I hate it. So that's all. I, I, I I barely know anything about the game. 
Um, except that I hate the g- God selection, and it's just another one of these. Yeah. It's just another. It's a fucking 4X game. Let's go. <laughs> uh... Let's go home. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, it's we're talking about games, so uh, we had a mobile game, The Farm, Sassy Princess, which... Lasai. Yeah. This is, this is one that reviews... I thought would be more fun. <clears throat> reviews were good for, and it looked like an enjoyable game. It's bad. <clears throat> it's, it's like Stardew Valley, um... Zero. Right. <laughs> it's, so it's 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 like I'm not, I'm not even talking like diet. It's zero. <laughs> uh, out of the gate, out of the gate, we have to say the dialogue of this game is inane, and yes, pointless, yes, and stupid, yes, yeah. And it made me want to fucking throw my head in the toilet. Which like, is why you barely I, played the game, <laughs> right? I I'm I was glad to see you played a little bit more last night, uh, because uh, I can tell how much you played uh, based off of the achievements you got. Um, uh huh. Oh, did I get <laughs> achievements? I didn't even notice. Yes, yes, you do. Uh, for the longest time, you had create a character. <laughs> and that's it. And I was like, "Well, I know he has not played this game because yeah, sure, you know what yeah. happened? What I, I sat on the toilet and I I got through the opening dialogue and then I closed the game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then then last night you did uh, complete the tutorial and talk with any NPC for the first time. So okay, good job." Uh, and, then t- and I played it a little bit today. I see that because uh, today you opened the mailbox for the first time and you completed your first harvest. Yeah. Uh, um, and I'll never do anything else. Correct. I'll, I'll- yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, of course you won't because we don't play these games after. Uh... Right, but even <laughs> if that weren't the case, I <laughs> yeah, would never no. do anything else. Correct. Yeah. I I got. I got two more uh, achievements than you did. Good job. I reached level five, and I reached level ten after that. Yeah. Dude, I wanted to fish, and I couldn't even find a fishing pole. Yeah. No, I I agree. Because I went went to the shop, and I was like, why is there not a fishing pole here? And, uh, and, like, I'm... I think I reached summer, and I... It didn't... It still, like, there wasn't a fishing pole. I was like, why, like, if you're going to lock something away, at least put it in, like, the summer, which would make sense. Like, Um, but no. Let's also, a a day in Stardew Valley is about 15 minutes in real time. Yeah, yeah. Um, A day in the farm Sassy Princess is about... Two minutes. Two minutes, yeah. Time. I was about to say, about, about two <laughs> minutes. About two, two to three minutes in real time. It goes by too fast. <sighs> there's no time to do anything. There, There's zero time. Yeah. Like, I, I start planting my shit, 
And then it's it's nighttime. And I'm like, yeah. shit, okay, fuck. And then I wake up the next day and I water my shit. And then I have a, a thing in the mailbox being like, hey, I'm the big kid in town. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Come, yeah. come talk to me. I'm the big kid in town. And I go talk to him. And then he, he makes me run in a circle and then says, good job. Welcome back. And that's it. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, 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 like, it wasn't bad, it just, there wasn't anything to do. It, it really no, it was, was bad. It's, it's, no, I, I didn't, like, there wasn't any part of the gameplay that was, it, um, the, it's bullshit the way that it makes you, the, the, the way that things are planted is annoying. Yes, I will agree with that. It's too many clicks. Because you're, and I think, I think where what it is is it's one additional thing over Stardew Valley, but that's too many. Uh, when you're planting multiple things, it's too many things. Yeah. Because <clears throat> you hoe the earth, and then for some reason, <clears throat> it has you rake the earth. Yeah. And then you plant your seed, and then you water it. Yep. And the raking step is unnecessary. Yes. You do not need to do that. It, it is it is a waste of time and energy and is one of the reasons why I ran out of energy so quickly. Like, yeah. you don't need that step there. Har- Harvest Moon doesn't do that. Stardew nope. Valley doesn't do that. Fucking Rune Factory doesn't do that. Nobody does it but you, the farm sassy princess. Um, also, I feel like the king is kind of like a racist caricature. Of what? Of a loud black man. Like, like, the the king is, he's not quite, like, black, but he's darker skin than any of the other characters. And he's got this ridiculously enormous head for no reason and he's always screaming and he's a complete idiot I didn't get that and I felt weird about it I didn't get it but I'm also not particularly close to that so I don't know that I would right so I'm not saying it is it just it felt like maybe it was okay it felt it felt weird to me, and I didn't like the king. Yeah, well, I didn't like the king. I, I either. don't. Right, I, but I mean, I don't like that they wrote the king like that. Uh. So yeah. Anyways, uh, final review is don't play this game. Um, yeah. Also, the princess is annoying as shit. She she is, and she's supposed to be. Hold on, she's supposed to be fourteen, but. She looks and acts like she's eight. Yeah, I was gonna say eight, nine, maybe, yeah, but b- right. probably like seven but, or eight. But one of the first lines of dialogue is that she is fourteen years old. Yeah, and uh, I'm just like, no, she's not. No, she's not. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Before we move on, I did. Oh. I did the math. Okay. I have 300 quinvigentillion coins. The quinvigentil... 
Quinn Vigintillion. Yes. I have th- I've no- what? 300 times 10 to the 78th power coins. <laughs> I feel like uh, <coughs> if, that, if that was in if that was in light years that would be larger than the diameter of the universe. It is it is 3 <laughs> followed by 80 zeros. That's too much. That's too many zeros. That means nothing to me. That many zeros, it's pointless. What what are we even doing? Uh, all right, well. Okay. Game facts. The facts about the Dune. You know, I've never read Dune. Me either. I read the first, I read the first chapter of Dune, and I was like, you're expecting me to understand way too much and not explaining any of it. And I set it down. I... And it's I, it's still in the back of my car, unread. I love used bookstores. And I love fantasy and sci-fi books. And every time I go in there, I look at Dune and I'm like, there's like 20 books here. I don't want to bother. <laughs> I like long series, but, like, dude, nah. Especially because it's not one author. Like, Frank, Yeah, his son had to take over eventually. Frank Herbert wrote, like, two or three books, and then his son took over and wrote some, and then just random fuckers wrote a bunch of them. Oh, so, I don't think anybody counts those. I uh, think they are counted. I don't think anybody counts most of the books, because I hear that... Between, like, book one and book seven, it's just a wasteland. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's Dune. All about wastelands. Dune is an adventure strategy game developed by Cryo Interactive and published by Virgin Interactive for MS-DOS, Amiga, and Sega CD. In Dune, you play as Paul Atreides as he manages spice extraction, military goals, ecology, and ultimately drives House Harkonnen from Arrakis. The plot is mostly ripped from the original novel. Yeah. You get to play as Timothy Chalamet. Yeah! Or <laughs> the older one. Um, does the guy from, uh, fucking... Now I can't remember. Twin Peaks. Is it? Yeah. Um... Starts with a D. It's Kyle McLaughlin. No, that's Paul I, I was Atreides. Wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is Kyle uh, McLaughlin. What's no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, he's the guy from Twin Peaks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Dale Cooper. Yep, that's why I was thinking of a D. That's yeah. why. Uh, I I just thought that it was because you know you like thinking about the D. I do like thinking about the D, but no, I knew in some way his name somewhere was associated with the letter D. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I think I was kind of thinking of David Duchovny, and I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird, (laughs) because he definitely wasn't in that film. No, he was not. <laughs> I don't think... I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever seen a single film with David Duchovny I don't, in it. Does, I was just thinking of the name David Duchovny. Has he ever been in a film? Like, 
yes, he's an actor. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, hey, he could just be a TV actor. Look, we'll we'll check it real quick. No, who, he, who he the is, fuck is David Duchovny? <laughs> He he has been in films, uh, just none that anyone... He was apparently in Zoolander. Wait, I looked at him up and it says... It came up... He was in Twin Peaks. He was also in Twin Peaks. What? He was! <laughs> DEA agent Denise Bryson. <laughs> he was also in Twin Peaks. <laughs> Both... He was in the old Twin Peaks and the new Twin Peaks. Same character. Right. I mean, it's the it's the same Twin Peaks. It's the same one. <laughs> the uh, the new one just continues the story from twenty years ago. <clears throat> anyway, the game is largely split into two interwoven, disparate layers: a top-down four X style strategy game where you control money and troop allo- allocations as well as an old-school adventure layer similar to games like King's Quest, where you interact with various characters from the book to gather strategic information about the world and your current goals. <coughs> it's very weird to me. Because it, it, like, it, it does... <coughs> On the one hand, you are, like, playing Civilization. And right. then, and then it switches to like a point and click side scrolling thing where you go into different rooms to talk to people, and it's like a f- completely different art style. And I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, sure. <laughs> interesting doesn't necessarily mean good, though. <laughs> that's why I didn't say it's cool or good. Uh, Martin Alper founded Mastertronic in 1983. Why, why are we talking about Mastertronic? Uh, keep going. Uh, founded Mastertronic in 1983, and after reading Dune in 1988, he became obsessed with it and began pursuing the adaptation rights to it. Those were at the time held by Dino De Laurentiis, who had produced the 1984 David Lynch-directed movie adaptation. Yeah. Where they tried to put way too much of the book into the movie. Yeah. I didn't watch it. That's why... I mean, I just know that because everybody was excited that the new Dune was going to be split into two movies, because that makes more sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, Since that movie bombed horribly, the production company went swiftly downhill and went bankrupt in 1990 putting the adaptation rights up for grabs by the newly renamed Mastertronic Virgin Interactive. Ah, there we go. We've come come to where we know. Uh Uh-huh. Also, it's wild that David Lynch got to direct movies again after after Dune. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's awesome that he did, because I I love Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is great. Um, Yeah, speaking of Twin Peaks, yeah. It's it's crazy that he got to direct anything ever again. Yeah. Because <laughs> he lost a lot of people a bunch of money with that fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Cryo Interactive was approached to make Dune, 
and were tasked with closely following the plot of the novel, which Virgin Interactive quickly realized might not be the best idea considering, again, the movie was a total flop. So while they discussed canceling Dune, they turned to another studio for a different idea. Dun dun dun! Dune 2, The Building of a Dynasty, alternatively Dune 2 Battle for Arrakis, is a real-time strategy game developed by Westwood Studios and published by Virgin Interactive for MS-DOS, Amiga, Risk OS, and Sega Genesis. You're not going to mention it? So it sounds like... It sounds like Dune and Dune 2 were being made at the same time. Correct. In fact, uh, Dune 2 was originally just called Dune. They had two games coming out that were titled Dune, and then they, they're like... So it came out, it was like, alright, we're gonna have you make this game called Dune, and then later they're like, maybe that wasn't a good idea. That was probably a terrible idea. We'll get this other studio to make Dune instead. Uh, they're already close enough to finishing it. We'll let them finish it. You can be Dune 2. And they were <laughs> released within a month or two of each other. So, like... Wow. And wildly different games. This is the quickest sequel to ever come out. Yeah. In Dune 2, The Building of a Dynasty, you play as one of the three great houses. Atreides, Harkonnen, or Ordos to take over and control the whole of Arrakis. To do this, you must mine spice to obtain currency you may use to construct buildings, and from those, train infantry for your conquest. You know, we've been talking a whole lot about Dune, and nothing has been mentioned about the big sandworm. Uh, they all... You can interact with the big sandworm. So in the original game, you, in your like side-scrolling thing... Uh, you can actually, like, ride the worm to places. Uh, in... Oh, I thought the worm ate people. Yes, but I think because Paul Atreides has, like, psychic powers, he can control I need to read Dune. Yeah, I, I don't... <laughs> I also haven't read Dune or watched any of the shitty movies. Um, so... <laughs> I, I, I'm just assuming a lot here. Uh, in Dune 2, the, the worm comes up and eats, uh, your, your vehicles. Okay. Cause it's a dick. Uh, it introduced, yeah. It introduced active resource gathering, base and unit construction, technology trees, mobile deployable buildings, multiple factions with unique troops, context sensitive cursor commands, Fog of War, and the basic rock-paper-scissors unit system that all others hide in their back end. So it it invented this this type of game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, RTS has existed before now. Right. But this one really cemented. This is what all others look like. Yes. Yeah. Uh, more than you might think. <laughs> While not the first RTS, Dune 2 set the stage for all future ones by nailing the main format across the board. In one fell swoop, we jumped from Herzog's Swai to what's barely different from StarCraft and Com Command and Conquer. 
That's not all that surprising on either side of that, since Westwood Studios were ordered to base that game off of Herzog Swai. And they added a little Sid Meier civilization and populace to it as well to get the base building and world map right. And then went on to use the same engine to create their own game series. Command and Conquer. Yeah, I was like, ooh, can I make it to the end? Can I make it to the end without peeing? And then I was like, no. No, the restroom calls. (laughs) It happens. Alright, enough about that. It's time for some one-hit blunders. This time, we're talking about Sex and Violence by Rednecks. Um, at the gate, this is racist. <laughs> it's racist? This is racist. Or, or, or discriminatory, or whatever the word would need to be to describe this shit where Europeans pretend to be fucking hillbillies slash southern Americans... And they put on, I mean, you, you've you seen the album cover, uh-huh, right? Yeah, yeah. That is that is the redneck equivalent of blackface. Like, whatever yeah. you would call that face, that's what they're doing here. There, there are three different covers, by the way. There's the original cover, which is the five of them looking all hillbilly-esque uh, in a cup with a couple of boots there because they're pissing into the cup. And, yeah, and that's then, the one I'm looking at then right they, now. they um, released it in the U.S. and they, they didn't want it to be uh, pissing on them, so they removed the boots in the piss stream. But it's still a very yellow piss yellow cup water thing. Uh, and then for later U.S. releases, they released it as just a, a picture of a desert with uh, some cactuses, and it's got the wavy heat lines on it. Okay, but yeah, it's 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 definitely <clears throat> it's offensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like maybe I I might be more accepting of it if they at least lived somewhere in America, but they're from across the world. Yeah. And and have no connection with this at all. Yeah, Sweden, not exactly uh, the barn dancing uh, capital of the world. No. So, I don't know what to call it, because you're, you're right. Racist isn't the right thing, but it's... <laughs> but it's closer than... <laughs> It's closer than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, enti- the entire album, they're putting on the thickest, most fake twang accents. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's insulting. Yeah. The, and it, it's too long. The album is too long. It, it's 13 it is... songs, and it's too long. It's 13 songs too long. Yes. <laughs> All right, so the album starts with Cotton Eye Joe, which is a classic, and the reason no, why that. Once again, we're listening to different versions of the album. I'm looking. It at starts with Nowhere in Idaho. The Wikipedia page. Nowhere in Idaho is track seven. 
Track seven? Yeah. See, for me, track seven is Cotton Eye Joe. No. It goes Cotton Eye Joe, Hitting the Hay, Riding Alone, Wish You Were Here, Mary Lou, Old Poppin' and Oak, Nowhere in Idaho. Probably Harder Than Your Husband, uh, Fat Sally Lee, Shooter, McKenzie Brothers, Rollin' Home, and Wild and Free. Wait, Probably Harder Than Your Husband? Yeah, is it, it, what, is it called Harder Than Your Husband? I don't see that song at all. Okay, so you didn't listen to the album then, basically. I thought, okay, so I have Nowhere in Idaho, Fat Sally Lee, Shooter, Mackenzie Brothers, Rolling Home, Wild and Free, Cotton Eye Joe, Hitting the Hay, Riding Alone, Wish You Were Here, Mary Lou, Old Poppin' and Oak, and the sad but true story okay, okay, of okay, Ray okay, Mingus. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's that one is typically called harder than your husband on digital releases. That's why I said probably oh, okay. harder than your husband. Okay. Um. Yeah, yours is fucked up. So the album starts with Cotton Eye Joe, uh, which okay. It, it, I'll honestly, accept it. it. Does not matter the <coughs> the organization of these songs. No, it doesn't. They're all shit. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Cotton Eye Joe is a classic American song. Uh, it, From Sweden? N- no, no, it's it's actually a classic American song. Oh, yeah, you mean the original Cotton Eye Joe? Yes. yes it, it is an, it's an old folk song. Yes. Like, one of those folk songs that people don't even know who wrote it, like yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. It's yeah, it's a classic, classic, classic. I think Old Poppin' and Oak also might be? Their version of Old Poppin' and Oak? Also, I don't think Old Poppin' and Oak is. And also, I think it's just trying to do Cotton Eye Joe again. It, it is. Yeah. It sounds exactly like Cotton Eye Joe. It, it, well, okay, so first of all, all their songs are the same. That's not true. <laughs> um, McKen- Hold on. Mackenzie Brothers actually has this weird, like, um... Johnny Cash over weird techno jazz okay, thing uh, going that's, on. That's right. <laughs> okay, so so I'll I'll give just a caveat here. Uh, I watched or I listened to this a week and a half ago, and and then I I haven't listened to it since. Yeah, Mackenzie Brothers is like a like, like the um, Dil- Bob Dylan esque like songwriting trying to be anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. With with Johnny Cash type singing, like like talk singing, over techno jazz. With honestly, the the only good instrumentation in the entire album, which was the bass line yeah. in that song, the the bass is real good in that song. I did somewhat enjoy uh, the sad but true story of Ray Mingus, the lumberjack of Bulk Rock City, and his never slacking strive to exploit the so far undiscovered areas of the intention to bodily intercourse from the opposite species of his kind during intake of all the me- mental conditions that could be derived from fermentation. Which is typically called Harder Than Your Husband on r- digital releases, because, uh, that's a fucking mouthful. Uh, the lyrics were kind of fun. Uh, it it was uh, it was also the best song of this album because it was the shortest. Right. It, it's a <laughs> blessedly short two minutes twenty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, would that the rest of them had been that short? 
because they all repeat ad nauseum. It's not like it's not like this is an experimental techno band. No. They have one thing and that is they threw a synthesizer over a fiddle. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's that's what they've got. And it's not good. No, it's it's not good. It's <laughs> it's not. And, uh. and then they they again they do the twangiest, most offensive version of a southern accent that Swedes could come up with. Yep. Yep. And and they write lyrics that are either too stupid to take seriously or too weird to want to interact with. Correct. Yeah. But like during McKenzie brothers, there's a line about how one of the, one of the McKenzie family gets shot in the neck. I'm like, that's a weird, that's a weird line to have in the song, dude. Like you're trying to you're trying to tell like an okay corral type story, like yeah. it, it, that's clearly what it's it's going for. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then like old poppin' and oak, poppin' and oak. Somehow they could they they read once you could hear the older sucker lingo lingo show. It's like once you could hear the. <laughs> like, like, I don't understand how they can read some of these things or sing some of these things as fast as they do. Uh, but also, right. I can because uh, having heard it, it doesn't sound like that. I just looked up the lyrics so I would know what they say there. <clears throat> because it and definitely doesn't sound like once you could hear the older sucker lingo show. <laughs> Which song was this? Old Poppin' and Oak. Which Oak. God, I hate it. It's that that one was probably my least favorite song because it's so fucking obnoxious. Right. Um I didn't like Shooter. Uh and I think yeah. it's mostly this opening. Yeah, no, it... Hey, honey, where the hell's my shooter now? 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 Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that that one absolutely hated it. Everything about also, it. Also, they're really, they're really showing um, how European they are. Yeah. Because nobody calls it a shooter. No, uh-uh. <laughs> No, no, no! You you could you couldn't catch a uh, uh, hillbilly dead calling their gun a shooter. No, it's it's a like, it's I a don't gun. Know where they got that? It's a rifle. It might even be a shotgun, or or a a twin barrel. Right, but but you ain't gonna call it a shooter. Re- realistically, people who own guns love to call their guns by what they are. Yeah, realistically, they wouldn't call it a shooter. They'd call it a Remington 578, like... <laughs> yeah, the, like, I'm gonna grab my Remington. 
Like, like that's what they would say. Nobody says, I'm going to grab my shooter. No. Where the hell's my shooter now? Now? Yeah. No. That wouldn't, wouldn't ever happen. <laughs> um, Fat Sally Lee was annoying. Yes. Like, I, I genuinely don't know the lyrics to most of these songs. It's just the sound of them. Just, just yeah, the no, way yeah. they, it just kind they of come across to generally my Generally sucks. Yeah. Like, I, I want to look up to who's going to be the dancer of Fat Sally Lee. Um, and then because, you know, this is, this is supposed to be like country. They go, hey, hey. Hey! 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. You'll see the men leaving when she comes around. So big you won't believe it. Because when she's up for dancing and stab- stamping her feet, the doctor's heavy breathing. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. You, you've never seen a galley with so many names. Like Dinosaur Sally? Like, I knew this was going to be bad. <laughs> it was it was worse than bad. And sometimes she won't be there to dance square when she's not carried by her stallion. That doesn't rhyme with anything. Is no. It? No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it's bad. There's, there's really not much to say about it other than it's weirdly offensive. Um... Very stupid, very pointless, um, annoying as shit. Yep. the The lyrics are all bad. the The synthesizer sounds like shit ninety nine percent of the time. Um, yep. What else? Uh, they they all. Am I missing the, anything? There, there are a few standout ones. Like McKenzie Brothers is different, uh, but in general. This album sounds the same all the way through. Yeah, like I kind of like Mackenzie Brothers just because it's it's weird. It's not because it's good in any way. No, no, except it's that not. baseline. It, it is weird though. Like I, I, I will grant you that it it is it is kind of refreshingly weird when it comes to this album. Right. The the fucking synthesizer fiddle goes away for one. Yeah, that's nice. It's real nice. To not have the synthesizer fiddle. Yeah. Uh. <coughs> um, Shit album. Oh, and and again, like, this is... This is not made by a real band. Like, by the time the album was released, the five people that are being pissed on in the cover, most of them were not in the band. Correct, yeah. But, like the, the girl left the band, um... Who else left the band? I think like two or three of the guys. Lundberg was was the girl. I know at least by the next album, because they do have more than one album. But like by the next album, it's almost entirely different people, if not just different people.
So they, the four men released uh, one more single out of that album, and then two years. I think that was Old Pop and an Oak. It's actually Riding Alone. Oh, was it? Yeah. I thought Old Pop and an Oak was a single, too. It might have been, but they. That, that, I know that, it has a video. That would have been with uh, Lundberg. Uh, so oh, yeah. after she left, they released one more single. And then uh, Arstrand, uh, one of the dudes, started a side project, but stuck on um, uh, until they got Whippy the new female vocalist and they released a single the way i mate and then our strand finally left the band for for good um uh, i do want to uh point out that they get uh, i didn't know this but i'm looking at the wikipedia page for the the band yeah and they gave themselves all like very what they think are american names because the real people <laughs> yeah. are named shit like Kent Olander, Arn Arstrand, Roy Vanderhagen. Yeah. You know? Annika th- those can't Jungberg. be rednecks. But but we've got Dakota, who's actually Naja Flood. Uh, Whippy, who is Mia Nilo. Uh, Mary Jo, that's Lungberg. Lung, yeah. Lungberg. Bobby Sue is Kent Olander. Ken Tacky is... Oh. <laughs> yeah. That one just hit yeah. me when I said it out yeah. loud. <laughs> oh, good old Ken Tacky. <laughs> is Man. Arn Arshrand. <clears throat> I make sure all of my bourbon comes from Ken Tacky. It's not bourbon if Kentucky. it doesn't come from Ken Tacky. Uh, the aforementioned Roy Vanderhagen is Joe Cag. Yeah. Um, we've got Abby Hick. They went through a lot of women in the band. Mo Lester, the limp cash, is Uwe Grunert. <laughs> Bone Duster Croc <laughs> is Bjorn Scheffler. Purvis the Pallergator is Christian Nakanishi. Ace Ratclaw is Tor Penton. Also, these last few are people who are currently in the band because for some reason, Rednecks is still around. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a bad band. I, I, I mean, as we started talking about their names instead of the music, but like... Yeah. They're not worthwhile in any way. No. No, they're not. Um, music sounds like shit. Yeah. The singing sounds like shit. Yeah. Uh, do you see this picture of them on the Wikipedia page? Yeah. That's racist. Yeah. That is racist. (laughs) They're all in, like, torn-up clothes. Like, fucking people who lived on the prairie in the 1800s replaced their clothes when they looked like this. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, anyways. Then, uh, uh, one dude is wearing a scarf but no shirt. That was one hit blunders. Uh, which I'm uh, bummed. It's, it's it's over now, so that's that's a good it thing. It is. Um, God, find a good band for once. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's it for us. Um, feel short. What are we doing but next it's week? Not actually or short two at Two weeks all. from now, we're doing anime. But I don't know what we're doing for part three because that's your decision. That's my decision. Yes. Uh, what is our? When do we start on light novels again? And what are we doing? Uh, a while from now. It's like two a month from now, I guess. Two episodes from now? Yeah, it's it's okay. two episodes from now. This this next one is the end of our current season. Yeah. Yeah, the next one is um, the end of season six. I don't know what to do. Well, pick something. I need to get a list of like hot shit we could watch. Yeah, you do. Just like, just like real hot shit. Um, I mean, we could. I mean, I'm always down to watch Thanks Killing. Or, uh... We already is watched... that on Prime? It is. I don't know if it's, um... Free with Prime. <coughs> it's kind of out of season for something called Thanksgiving, though. I mean, it is, yeah. Um, also... Uh, what is it? Um... Uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, we're doing a media that made us. We're doing a media that made us, and we're going to theme it around Tim Curry. Okay. Okay. Oh, Because you've already got Rocky Horror. I love this. Wonderful. Wonderful. You've already got Rocky Horror Picture Show down there, so I'm going to bring in Clue, and there we go. Okay. Fucking Tim Curry double feature. (laughs) Man, that double feature picture show is going to make me happy. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, uh, I think I have both of them on DVD too. So it's going to be a good time. Now, do we need to watch all of the different endings of Clue? Uh, yeah. <laughs> just just because otherwise, I I mean, I think that's the only way it's shown now. To be honest. Okay. Like my my DVD doesn't give the option to uh watch only a single ending. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Otherwise, it's like a 45-minute-long movie. Like, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will be a good week, then. Although it is a lot of watching things. I mean... Yeah. I gotta I gotta catch up on Trigun. Um, I need to catch up on a lot of shit. Yeah, you do. I've barely been watching anime. <laughs> Uh, the Eminence in Shadow is done, so I'm going to remove it from the list. Oh, but wait, we haven't talked about the ending, though, and I was going to catch up on it. Oh, well, fuck. There you go. <clears throat> um, anything else? 
No, that's it. Uh, hey, uh, thank you so much for listening, uh, assuming you made it this far. It would be super useful if you could share this. Uh, it's the best way of getting it out there and getting new viewers, listeners, whatever. Um, so share this with someone who uh, lives... Is a sandworm. Is, is a sandworm. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just lives near some dunes. So, like, in the desert, at a beach, don't care. Uh, I think those are the only kinds of dunes. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See you the next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>